My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. On today's episode, we find out who's more of a label whore. We discuss LA living. And we find out what made Monet say this. Y'all southern motherfuckers, y'all be trusting niggas too quick. And we find out what made Bob say this. Monet, I don't have time, I'm very busy. What is going on with your face? Um, whatever do you mean? Do you wanna, do you wanna elaborate at all? I just want me to guess what you mean. I can't tell if you're getting in drag or if you're getting out of drag because it looks like you don't have foundation on from the nose down, but you have eye makeup on. So I'm wondering if you, let me guess, because it looks like you are getting in drag because as far as I know, you don't do your, but you've never done your eyes first. So then I'm wondering if you're getting out of drag, but why you wiped around your eyes. Um, well, for my YouTube channel, I did a video today where I um, recreated, I, I randomly choose drag race girls to recreate their makeup and I chose you. So I did a full bob face, um, which includes um, a beard, um, a little mustache, and um, yeah. Well, I gotta say, this is a really weak beard and mustache you're growing. What are you in seventh grade? <laughs> also, like, but, no, what's going on? Like, why are you not wearing foundation? But why are you wearing, I don't, I, I'm genuinely confused. Are you getting out of drag? Or are you getting, getting in drag? Out, I'm getting out of drag. But I normally use tape to take off my glitter. And um, I the tape was in the other room. And then I was like running late. So I was like, I'll just take my eyes off later. I mean, I, ta- <laughs> I use tape too. <laughs> it just looks so crazy. <laughs> I don't think I look crazy. I think I look pretty normal. I mean, you look like you're getting out of drag. But I, I just have never stopped. Well, you know, unlike you, I don't like to give the fans a false perception of who I am. Like, this is how I often run around my home. This is how I kind of, sometimes I will stay in makeup until 2 o'clock in the morning just playing video games. Sometimes I'll just take off my face and leave my eyes. I give my fans the real me. I don't feel the need to give them I a false I love this. I don't give a false me. perception. That's why I put on these nails, this hair, these hips. That is these me. Boobs. You know me. I, I, you know I, me. I, I have hips. These are my I normal hips. hips. I this get is my, my normal I boobs. This is my normal I get my hair. nails done. You know, like, I have but boobs. But drag I, is literally creating a false perception of I'm who not, you are. But that is not that a false perception. That is literally what me. drag is. That is me. That everything I do in drag, I do in real life. Would you agree no, with that? I wear, I have no. acrylic nails. I have fucking man boobs. I have a big ass. Yeah, you, I have yeah, hips. You don't wear I, a corset. I wear, you. I wear dresses. <laughs> I just, just, it's me. But, but you, so now you're acting like there's literally no difference between you in drag and out of drag. You are really on one and up to something today. So you're I telling mean, me that you much. in drag and you out of drag is the same thing. They're pretty close. They're not the exact same. They're pretty close though. So what's the difference? It's just a little bit uh, of lip gloss. I will say Monet is a little more polished than Kevin. If Kevin so, you don't. So you don't wear hip pads. I've watched you wear hip pads sometimes, not all the time. Oftentimes, I don't wear hip pads. Yeah, I don't wear hip pads every time either. But I'm saying putting oh, on hip know. pads is the idea of a false image of yours. That's that's a false thing. That's like no, just, I'm as, creating as an illusion. An amplified image, not a false image. An amplified image of me. You are you are also in a mood. 
<laughs> on one love on this day. You're creating this narrative. To quote you and the girls from Drag Race, I don't accept this narrative. You're creating this narrative of this mood. I am great. I have had a lovely day. I chatted with great people. I chatted with Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is the um, the chief of staff to Kamala Harris. She was great. I have I've had a great day. Super. It sounds fantastic. I called you earlier. You were in the mood. I called Bob today because, you know, Bob moved to Los Angeles one day ago. And, you know, also Bob does this thing where Bob acts like his friends don't play around with him. And at any time they do, he's like, he's like, Jesus, Monet, I just can't. So I called Bob today. I was like, so I was like, so you moved to LA for one thing. You just and you just don't even check on my you for you forget you have friends. Like Jesus, Monet, I've just moved here. I cannot keep in touch with all my friends. I am busy. I am going on set to First film all, a I don't TV even, show. I don't even. I am I don't busy. Talk, I don't have time I don't even to talk, talk like that. I was like, I'm just kidding. Jesus well, two things. Christ. One that's literally not even how to talk. Jesus, Monet. I am. That's one that's not how to talk. Monet called me and was like, you don't call your friends. I said, Monet, I'm very tired. I landed in LA less than 24 hours ago, and I'm very, very tired. That's not what so you, no. said. you said. I said, you so said, no. You said, I all haven't my called all my friends. expect me to keep in touch with them, and I just, I, I'm busy. What I said was, so no, I haven't called all my friends because I I just landed in LA 24 hours ago, and I've been working nonstop since I got here. And of course, then you turned around and made it in like. And then, and then two days before that, I was, before you left New York City, I was like, so you, I was like, so you, so, so, so you move into LA? Again, just kidding how Bob calls all his friends and does a Bob thing. I just called, I was like, so you move to LA in two days and you just, and you, you just forget you have friends? Monet, I'm moving across the country. I have a lot going on. I'm, this, this is, I not don't like, talk like, like that. You're like, you're like, you, you're like, all you my do this friends narrative like, where I'm like raising my voice and I don't oh, do oh, that. Oh, 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 so now, so, so now when I'm making a narrative, it's too much, but, but, but when you do it, it's okay. Okay, well, it's just, it. but yours is just is so false because anyone who knows me knows I. Oh, and yours is just so I, real. I am practically incapable of screaming. First of all, I that can, is I, Bob. I have seen you scream many times years ago. Look, I can as, barely as, as Jacob is voice. shaking his head left to right, that you are that that is false, and he's laughing. And he I also incapable. don't. I also don't call my friends. Usually, when I call my friends, I say one or two things. Hey, girl, and then I start talking. I don't go. You you got this, and now you. I go. Hey, girl. Um, if also, one of the things that I'm, I think that well, I'm known for is Excuse me, I don't have an exact, an exact transcript of our conversation. Of course you I don't. apologize. I also think that I'm, I'm something I'm known for is calling people and getting cutting straight to the chase. Hey, girl, let me ask you a quick question. Do you have that pair of Doc Martens that you act like you never gave me? No? Okay, gotta go. I normally don't call and go, you moved to la 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 la. I didn't say you did that. I said I did that playing around with you, and you greeted me with so much um, uh, rigmarole and attitude. What I said said was, girl, I am very busy, and I haven't had a chance to call my friends. Yeah, you said just like that, Bob? Did you say just like that? Yeah. Okay, sure. (laughs) <laughs> and of course, you, and of course, hey, you were girl. like you screamed and you went bananas. <laughs> I and I was like, screamed. I never said you screamed. So, what are the words you would use? I think that I, I think that you're projecting what you felt internally. Mm, well, that's probably not true. But okay, how was your how was your um how was money? I don't have time. I'm very busy to <laughs> do all though. this with you. All of my friends are calling me. Oh my god. This is I I couldn't tell if you if that was you if you were playing a recording from a conversation earlier. That's I'm literally so not, you are so full of malarkey. And this is gonna be one what are we two minutes in? Oh, this we we are in for a wild ride today, girl. <laughs> Buckle up, kids, because by the end of this uh gaslighting ass conversation, Monet is the mm. got her hands on the fucking 
the how does the it pilot. feel to be how does it feel to be gaslit when you know me the gaslight her? Um, that sounds like bitch. You are fucking. You're fucking. You're fucking pyro from X Men, bitch. You have. You have. You be. You be holding the damn. The damn. Uh, what you call it? What, what you call this thing? I can't even find the name. Uh, it's called a lighter. Uh, a lighter. You be holding the lighter, bitch. That be you. You pyro. I would have. I would have said lamp lighter from the boys. Wow, you're so. Ew, old. not lamp lighter. Lamp oh, lighter is a. These lamp lighter was a. Lamp lighter was a whack, whack, whack superhero. What a corny superhero. Well, he was, I mean, I think that's the point of the boys. The boys is, they're like, most superheroes are kind of whack. I mean, the only one who's really super powerful is Stormfront and um, and Homelander. No, Maeve is, Maeve is very strong, too. Which, I don't, I don't understand that they downplay her strength. She is, from, well, in season one, she was pretty much, she can fly, she's super strong and fast, like Homelander. Of course, Homelander has some other, like, Superman-like things, but they make her seem like she is not as strong as Homelander, where well, in I season think, I one, she, she was. Because she's afraid of him. She's afraid of him, but that's because Homelander is, like, an omniscient, for, like, he is Homelander. Like that's, that's, that's all... not how you pronounce that word, by the way. It's omniscient, not omnipotent. Omnipotent, my <laughs> fucking dick. Um, um, dipshit. And, <laughs> and they make Homelander feel like he's he's this like all knowing, all being, all powerful force. But I feel like, but they do that in the show because honestly, I watch the show and I be sitting there and I'm afraid Homelander is gonna fucking swoop into my apartment and be mad that I'm mad at him. Like that's how they make you feel about Homelander. Well, the thing about Homelander, he's well, they make it where he's clearly very insecure. And he knows that because he's been bullying everyone, no one really likes him. He doesn't have any real friends. So I think that that's the thing. But Maeve, yeah, I mean, Maeve had the, did the first display of powers in the show, season one, episode one. So I don't feel like I'm yeah. spoiling it. I mean, it is kind of a spoiler, but it's also the first one in the show when she yeah. lands and the truck crashes into her and she protects those children. Right. But did you watch the season finale? I have not. I, I, the last episode I watched was the one we watched together. I think The Boys is one of the best shows on TV right now. It is so fucking good. It's just, it's a brilliant show. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really good show. If you have not watched The Boys, you should. It's if you like, and honestly, you don't even have to like superhero stuff to like it. It's it's likable. It's it's a great show outside of that. I feel it's 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 a really good show. It Amazon is, however, forewarning, it is incredibly gory. It is. I mean, blood, guts, just nasty shit. It is some nasty. And there's also, trigger warning, some really intense, um, like, race stuff going on. If and, you're yeah, easily season triggered, two especially. Season if one, you're easily so triggered much. by anti-Semitism or, or um, racist, it's kind of like, it's not humorous. They're kind of... Actually, I kind of want to have a quick discussion before we get into our main topic. What I was thinking was the other day, what is it like, you can talk about race and you can make art about race, but it seems like the world at large doesn't like when you make humor about race. What do you think that's about? Um, I think that because race is such a hot button issue right now, like obviously race is always something that's been you know prevalent, but you know nowadays, especially with Black Lives Matter and we're... We're more conscious and socially, we're all more aware of racism. So to make fun of it seems like you're being dismissive of that in the current climate. 
But what's the difference between like if, if that's just someone's art? You can make a painting about it. You can make a song about it. You can make a poem about it. You can make an because entire comedy movie. Comedy is humor. Comedy. You feels- can make an entire movie like American History X, where they literally curb stump a person's face into the ground for being a race they don't like. But you can't make a joke. And for me, I think I just see humor as another brand, another type of art. It's not a music video or a song. It's just a different kind of art that people use to deal with stuff. Well, because people, because oftentimes when like uh, an, an oppressed group is is experiencing humor at the cost at at the cost of them, it feels dismissive. It feels like diminutive. It feels like it feels like you're like shooing away the pain of that group. Whereas if you're watching a really powerful short or you're hearing a really powerful song or you're watching or you uh, or you or you're seeing a really deep and reflective painting, that feels more like you're like you're paying reverence. Whereas comedy feels more dismissive and like, haha, we're laughing at this thing. I can see that. I don't know. I, I think because I I work in comedy, I don't necessarily see it as that, but I'm also looking at like the the difference between maybe Chris Rock making some jokes about um, blackness in this time versus Steven Spielberg making Amistad, which is just, um, what do you call it? Emotional porn. It's like just watching black people get beat up for hours mm-hmm. and hours. And I guess because I, they're I've not never making, watched Amistad. Well, I mean, do you know the story? It's the, it's the slave ship. Yeah, they yeah, got yeah, turned, the they, got they, they yeah. took the ship over. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, instead of watching this, Emo, emotional porn where you're just watching black people get beat up for hours and hours and hours. Instead, you're uh, watching something that um, isn't. It, it, it's, just, it's just interesting to me how how we as a people are much more interested in watching people suffer through pain, like the Twelve like- Years a Slave or The Color Purple or all these movies. And everyone's like, as long as we're watching them suffer, it's cool. Well, I don't think it's cool. I think that when you watch. Or it's fine, purple, I should say. Or, or you watch Twelve Years a Slave, or you watch Django Unchained. You're getting an emotional tether. You're 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 like you're connecting to it emotionally, and maybe that may inspire. I don't. I'm saying it always does, but that may inspire more activism as opposed to watching uh, uh, someone do racial comedy. That may not, and and for some people, I'm sure it does inspire activism or, or inspire people to want to change or try to learn more. Um, yeah. Maybe who knows? Honestly, yeah, for it's me, interesting. I've yeah, used, I, I, I think I've used humor to. I think I've used humor to inspire people to think, to do activism. Think, think. Yeah, I know that's a hard word for you. Think. I think. I don't know what you do when you think. just run into situations. You better think. Think um, about what you're trying to do. But I do think that through my remember, remember when you stole that number from me. That's kind of like black uh, rapper, like reverse reparation. Do you know? Do you know words today or? Do like you know you, my fucking you nuts are on your chin? Omnip- Did you know my nuts are on your chin? Into one word? Did you know my nuts are on your chin? Wow, you are really uh, uh, the wordsmith today. While you look in a dictionary, we're going to take a little break. Listen, with the holiday season right around the corner, we're all getting into the spirit by indulging in the sights and sounds and scents of the season. And one of the things that I made sure to do was to update my native collection with their candy cane holiday scent. Ooh, a candy cane holiday scent. Okay, we're getting real creative. Please, yeah, I'm gonna have them festive ass armpits. <laughs> Please share the holiday scent you choose. You know, Bob, I find myself more as like a sugar cookie kind of girl. You know, you know they have a sugar cookie scent as well. I know. I saw it when I was perusing. I know. And I chose it because I feel like 
one of my favorite scents in the world, legit, is like the, the smell of like fresh baked cookies. And I heard that like when you like are going on a date, before like the date comes over to your house to pick you up, you should like bake like brownies or like maybe some sugar cookies. And that will like make them sure. feel like you're like really at, like an at-home gal. And that's the fantasy I'm trying to sell. You know, for Carnival, they're going to release a curry goat and say, Native. Monel, take it before it's done. <laughs> Native is the perfect addition to your daily routine this holiday season. Native deodorants don't just block odor better, they're made better. Native has ingredients you've heard of like coconut oil and shea butter. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. And Native never uses potentially harmful ingredients like aluminum, parabens, sulfates, or talc. Their candy cane gift set also makes for a great gift option and all Native products are great stocking stuffers for everyone on your list. And listen, y'all, Native is risk-free to try. Every product comes with free shipping within the U.S., plus free 30 days return and exchanges. That's you, Monet. So why, <laughs> see why so many people love Native and check out the over 14,000 five-star reviews. I actually really, really love Native deodorant. I do. It smells really, really good. Give the gift of Native by going to nativedeal.com slash rivalry or use promo code rivalry at checkout and get 20% off your first order. Make sure you order before December 7th to get your products in time for Christmas. That's nativedeo.com slash rivalry or use promo code rivalry. Do you have a hard time buying gifts? For um, I do. Sometimes gifting is hard. You don't, you, you like you never want to get something too cheap. You don't want to get something too expensive, just in case they get something expensive and you looking crazy. Now, for those people that are hard to gift in your life, finally there's an easy answer, and it's uncommongoods.com. Now, if you're in the hunt for unique, unusual gifts that are guaranteed to delight, you've come to the right spot. Uncommon Goods has all the best gifts, no matter who you're gifting, and no matter what the occasion is, and also for yourself. So I um they have this uh the the the, the quick pickle set oh so you can turn vegetables and fruits into pickly treats in a couple of days Ew. and it's like with this with, why you don't ill with three flavor brine sets so um, i'm i get coolicles is back in the Ew. game leave coolicles is back in the game she goes back to, to california she's back on her coolicle game i live tired of giving shoulder shrug gift cards or cash to your friends and family check out uncommon goods for the most unique gifts you can find online no matter who you're shopping for uncommon goods has the perfect gift from art jewelry, kids, kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has unique gifts for everyone. Through Uncommon Goods, you can support artists and small independent businesses. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or designed in the U.S. They'll help you find something meaningful and always out of the ordinary. With every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2 million today. That's fierce. To get 15% off your first gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash rivalry. That's uncommongoods.com slash rivalry for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer, Uncommon Goods. Cool, unique, and unusual gifts. Oh my God, that's going to be my tagline. All right, so Monet's back. And we're back. Monet took a little nap because she was feeling grumpy. <laughs> Bob, I cannot. You can and you will. That you are, you have officially abandoned New York City and you have gone to the dark side of LA sunny living. I am appalled. I am disgusted. You are RuPaul. I am happy for you. 
Well, the move to LA is interesting. There's this thing, and I and I want to say this. I have participated in this in the past, so I'm not shocked <laughs> that it's happening to me. But when a New Yorker leaves New York, especially if you lived in New York City for a long time, I lived in New York City for over a decade. I lived in New York City for 12 years. Um, and when you leave New York, a lot of other New Yorkers are like, how dare you? You got some nerve, bitch. Um, and I'm, it's not that I don't see, because again, like I said, I I participated in the the the, the shaming of, of people leaving New York City for a really long time. And I guess now I'm I have left New York City, but I've also been planning to leave New York City for maybe like a year now. I I, I just didn't know where I was gonna go. I was either gonna go to New Jersey, Philadelphia, Atlanta, or Los Angeles. And when I looked at what made the most sense for my career, I chose Los Angeles. Yeah, um, honestly, I've, I've I've always had dream, especially like growing up in New York City. I was like, Ugh. I mean, every person, every young kid who grew up in your town, especially queer kids, a lot of times of us, we like always dream about leaving and like ex- escaping and getting away to like a better life. But who escapes New York? Like, what do you? What, what is there to escape from in New York? It's well, New that's York because you didn't grow up here. But when you when, when you grow up here, you feel the heaviness. You feel the oppression of living in New York City. Yeah, there are lots of liberties living in New York City, especially as a young kid. On like the I, statue. I, I, I've said a lot on this podcast. I have experienced a lot of a lot of the liberties and experienced a lot of the world, like be, being able to grow up in New York City. And I feel very lucky for that. But there's still things you just feel oppressed, and you feel like you want to escape and want to get away. And for me, that like watching TV, like that was always LA. Like when I would watch like some of my favorite movies as a kid, especially I was a big Disney kid, as we talked about before, and I used to love Disney Channel original movies. And a lot of the ones that I admired, I wanted to be a part of. They all like were set in like. LA with like the Valley Girls and like the cheerleading squad and like the lockers and this and the other. So I remember always wanting to be like, oh, I can't wait for I'm 18 so I can leave the fucking New York and go live in LA so I can, you know. And so I've always I, I identified that with that with that as a kid. But the older I got, I'm like, I love New York City. But I've never ever been one to shame New Yorkers for leaving. Like you, I said that to you, but that's just me, us being Bob and Monet. I, I I have no qualms about leaving New York City and going somewhere else, especially as you get older. Your priorities in life change. You what you what Your wants and desires shift. And it's just like the natural progression of becoming a fucking living, breathing adult and an older person. Who are you calling older, bitch? You. Um, you're older than me. You're older than you. Oh, yeah, to you. Then you. Um, but I feel like when... I, you know, I never had... Like when I was younger, living in Georgia... I don't even know. I, the only place I ever really saw myself living was New York City. And that didn't start until I was in, like, college. Like, I did not... I, when I was, like, a young kid, I didn't think to myself, one day I want to move to New York. I remember thinking maybe I moved to Atlanta. And then when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, I moved back to Columbus. And I was in Columbus, I was like, I'll just stay here. But then when I got to college, I was like, I feel like in order to make it, as a, to make it, you got to go to... So my first plan was to come to L.A. Me and this guy that I work with in Minneapolis were both going to come to L.A. We both... I accepted my deposit. He moved out to LA, found an apartment for us. He was going to move here before I was. I was going to move a few months later. And then he got here and the apartment, apparently the apartment was a total piece of shit. And he just panicked, freaked out, and he just left and told the landlord, never mind. And did you get your money back? I did not get it. It was like, girl, it was, it was like, I think 300 bucks, which is a lot of money at the time. I'm about to say $300 at when you're what? How old are you? 21, 22? I was 20. That's a lot of money for a 20-year-old. It was honestly. a lot of money, but I never got it back. 
work. I mean, See, you be trusting niggas. Y'all, y'all southern motherfuckers, y'all be trusting niggas too quick. No, I don't care. A bitch, at 20 years old, I would not even trust, like, my best friends are just giving $300. Like, bitch, no, we 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 doing it together. I want I want to be, I want to give it to the person. Someone, there was some comedians talking about how New Yorkers don't trust anyone. And they were talking about how, like, this, you remember when the nickels first had that big face on them? It was like the oh, nickels I would not, I did not small, use them for a while. The nickels had a small face, and then one day they just showed up with these massive faces on them. And then they gave it to this guy at a bodega, and the guy at a bodega was like, what is this? And the guy was like, you think I'm at home counterfeiting nickels? You think yes. that's the scam? You, yes. I, I think it costs more than a nickel to make a counterfeit nickel. So <laughs> but listen, but isn't that like the perfect it. cover? Because no one will suspect you. But it's not perfect because it, you won't make money. It costs more than a nickel to make a nickel. That's as far, as far as you know, you don't know. Have no, you ever tried to make ho- a nickel? At home, it will. I dare you to try to make. First of all, how many? I think the amount of nickels you'd have to make for them to cost less than a nickel would be astronomical. And then, and then but you nobody have would so know. many nickels, and they're so heavy, and it just seems like a horrible scam. It see, I would, I would so far say, I actually did some research that said. Counterfeiting money doesn't even become profitable until you're counterfeiting at least a $50 bill. Oh my gosh, should we start counterfeiting money? Under no circumstances. And if anyone bitch, is listening, rich. and if anybody from the FBI listening to this, that was Monet Exchange, <laughs> Kevin Burton's voice. That was not Stop Bob the Drag Queen. That was not me. That was Monet. I did not say that shit. I do not condone that. And if you need evidence, I will submit these fucking tapes. Would you would you testify against me? It was faster than you can sit down on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> when was the first time you ever went to LA? Your Honor, your honor you her? Her. <laughs> what was the first time you ever went to LA? Do you remember? Um, yeah, it was for filming RuPaul's Drag Race. I think, I don't know that. I think that was my first time too. Yeah, I landed in LAX with five suitcases and then I got whisked away to, whisked away to yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said that wrong. <laughs> you said whisked away. It's whisked away. <laughs> does that sound familiar? It does, actually. It's pretty okay. funny. Um, and then I was whisked away to a soundstage. Except unlike you, I actually filmed in Hollywood. I don't know. Y'all filmed we in the suburbs somewhere? Hollywood. No, you know. You, I, mean, I Bob, went to the we lot. Did. I was there. That is not Hollywood. We yeah, were in the first episode we did there, and then the, for the rest of it, we did it in Hollywood. False they transferred studios. Hood. Money. I look dumb, but I'm actually a lot smarter than than you. Um, and when we did ours, also, also, girl, it's better. Where y'all filmed was better than we filmed on a lot that did not have air conditioning. Do you know that when we did it, they could only air condition one stage at a time? Yeah. That I've shit was insane. Those. Like, whenever RuPaul would show up, we would just get really hot on our side. We'd be like, hurry up, girls, because RuPaul just showed up. But to be fair, so when you filmed, do y'all, did y'all do the, have the thing done where, it, like, when you see, like, our season, Cracker always has her coat on, or Trinity, like, our studios would be, I mean, freezing cold. Like, you are literally at, at one degree away from shivering on camera. I mean, it was cold until RuPaul showed up. But also, have you seen Canada's Drag Race and how cold they are? They are, <laughs> they, girl, they are in igloos. It is insane. They're Bitch, in they full would, they, burkas, parkas. <laughs> what do you call it? A parka. They're a in uh, snowsuits. They are mittens. I'm like, they're wrapped so you can only see this part of their face. I'm like, this is insane. 
Oh, that 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 woman look when where um Ilona had that icicle look. That that, that wasn't a costume. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually cold. That was those icicles were forming on her face. I was like, the <laughs> hell is going on over in um. But that was the first, and, and I I didn't get a good, I didn't get a grasp of L.A. because, you as you know, you don't you don't hang out. We 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 stayed in Burbank, and we filmed in Hollywood, and we just oh went God, between Burbank a and Hollywood. Wreck. What? That's like a what, like a thirty minute ride every time. No, it's like fifteen minutes. Oh. I live in LA, so I would know. <laughs> oh God, don't be I one live of those in LA girls. now. I'm a Los Angelino. Um, I have to say, I've been to LA so many times, and I cannot. I, that's not true. I have gotten better, but every you know, been there a lot now, uh, and stayed for a long periods of time. But like for like the first year I was going there, I just could never get my bearings on like oh, no. where different neighborhoods were. It's like it's like so hard. All I know is that West Hollywood is is west of East Hollywood. That's all I fucking know. <laughs> it is impossible. Like it's so hard. First of all, I remember moving to New York City, looking at the subway map, and thinking to myself, I will never figure this out. Like looking at the because in in Atlanta, the map goes up and down, and then it goes east to west, and that's it. There are two trains. One runs like this. And one runs like that. And the north one splits at the top into two. And that is, like, tricky. And when I moved to New York City, I was like, this is, in, there's, a, there's like, spider webs under the city. This is insane. And I yeah. will never figure this out. But then I ended up figuring it out, like, the day before I left. And it, and it just, <laughs> so when, I, when I'm in L.A., everyone's like, so where are you? And I'm like, everyone, oh, my God, everyone here already is like, the, the streets, the numbers, they love to throw a name. Take Coenga down to Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. Santa, and then you'll yeah. hop off over on um, uh, Sunset. About. <laughs> also, they'll be like, are you on Sunset? Bitch, Sunset is 18 miles long. That's like <laughs> that's like saying I'm on Broadway. Yeah. Bitch, Broadway saying, goes bitch everybody's on Sunset. The, yeah. Everybody's on Broadway. Everybody lives, <laughs> everyone literally lives a few blocks from Broadway. Oh my gosh, should you should, should you write a song on sunset? Oh, they say the they say well, the know, street I, lights under. They say that everybody lives on sunset. <laughs> um, you know, I actually wrote years ago a parody. Um, I remember called N N Y C. N N Y C under the sea. And you was like, well, I want you to, I, I want to paint you red. And then you're like, haha, I need to paint you red. You're already red. And you, and you should play Sebastian. You do have red tones to you. <laughs> and what are your tones, Bob? I'm, I mean, I have, I have reds, obviously, but my, I'm just, you're more of a red bone. You're not red bone. That's not true. I'm not red bone. Red bone is, for, for all I the white people you're not who are watching bone. and listening, red bones are light skinned. Light skinned ass black people. I'm not that. I am brown, black skin. Well, there's also yellow, there's also high yellow. There's high yellow. There's red bone. So they're not necessarily that because you can be light skinned and be high yellow, and you can be light skinned and be red bone. Or as Asia calls them, paper sack brown, which sounds so rude. Yeah, I mean that's very Asia. <laughs> but you just have more red in your skin, and I just have a deeper. You, where, where I feel like whereas I'm like a crimson red, you're more of a fire hydrant red. Crimson is like deep red. Deep. No, yes, dark. It's dark. I'm darker. And no, also, not, I would say you have more yellow in your skin. Every day you swear me and you are like right next to you. Like you're like we I'm are. one shade lighter. Bob, when you look at okay, y'all watching this video right now, we are not far. You have this thing where I'm this like light skinned ass bitch, and no, you and I are very close in color. I've never called you light skin. I just said I'm. You dark have. You used to call me red bone. Okay, that's not light skin. Oh, God. 
maybe based on the New York City lingo, we call them high yellow down in the south in this thing. Got it. Um, one thing I am jealous about you moving to LA, and I and I I I you know the weather. I'm very jealous of you and the weather. Now I love fall and spring. I fucking hate when. Her. I hate snow. I hate when you walk out of your home and it is so cold. Like it sends like a chill up your spine. So I'm very jealous of this weather you're about to you're about to uh, uh, have for the rest of your life. I mean, I actually I used to hate winters, but then something about living in New York City, I've just started not minding them. Um, they don't really bother me so much. The only the only time I don't like winter is when is there is a like a one to two week period at the beginning of cold cold season where your landlord just will not <laughs> turn on your heat. And for those of you who don't know, a lot of most buildings in New York are pre-war. And if you live in a pre-war building, you don't turn on your heat. Your your landlord turns on the heat for everyone at the same time. And you can some people can control by turning it up and down, but you can't actually turn it on until your building decides to turn it on for you. And then I also hate the one to two weeks afterwards where they will not turn the heat off. <laughs> and it's fully getting hot and you're like you're in your apartment like sweating and then the landlord I don't know I'm like nigga you're not hot too don't you live in the same building I live in you got the same wig I got <laughs> also your apartment used to be your old apartment was a myriad of issues we, we, we talked about this the other day but your shit used to be hot you used to have, you used oh, to yeah. have your windows open the house down because your apartment was so hot so the thing was my apartment was really small but I had like two or three radiators in it. I don't know what the hell. There were a radiator in every fucking corner. So in the wintertime, we used to open the windows and snow falling all on my drag and shit because it would just be so hot in that apartment. So hot. And then you had the nerve to have a fucking top bunk. I remember one time, do you remember this? I came to your apartment. It was one of those times where you told me to come home and you were like, I was like, Bobby, you're probably going to be sleeping. You're like, Monet, just come in. Or you were like, you were like, just you just come in and wake me up. I was like, okay. And bitch, I came and I woke you up, Bob. You were you were on that fucking top bunk. You were sweating. It looked like somebody dunked you in the pool. You were so sweaty. Well, heat rises. (laughs) (laughs) But I I, I mean, I slept in the top bunk. This is also a different, I mean, I'm sitting in my bedroom in LA. And it is, this is a massive bedroom. In the four or five apartments, let me see, Woodside, Long Island City, uh, Upper West Side, and Washington Heights. I live in four apartments in New York City. Mm-hmm. This is, I've never had a bedroom. This That's not true. My, my apartment at Ozone Park actually was, my bedroom was bigger than this, but also I lived in one of those apartments that was like a living room and a bedroom that were both the exact same size. And then mm-hmm. we just turned it into a two bedroom. And like this fam, this like family lived on one side and me and my roommate lived in the other bedroom and it was massive. But outside of that, this is way bigger than any New York City bedroom that I've ever had. Is it is is it like the size of my bedroom? Maybe, yeah, maybe. And right. and there's a massive closet that I can stand in. There's two of there's two closets in here. I can stand inside of both of them. And there's storage. You remember my old apartment in New York City had literally zero closets, no storage. Oh, well, that's crazy. I had a I had a I had a built in closet that that we got from like the container store. But yeah. outside of that, it's just like no. So there's already space, but also I don't have a car, which has been a whole chore. And when you, Monet's, oh, Monet's snapping. And when you are, <laughs> when you don't have a car in LA, everyone looks at you like you're either crazy or poor or both. 
<laughs> Are you going to get a car? I need to get a driver's license. Let's start with that. Are you going to get a driver's license? I, I'm going to have to get a driver's license at some point. You yeah. don't have to. Kim Kim Kimchi does not have a license or a car, and she lived in LA far longer than you have. I don't think that Bianca has a car either, or she, I think she finally got a car. I Did think. she? I cannot picture Bianca's small old ass driving. I feel like Bianca. Right. I feel like Bianca will fully need to be one of those old ladies sitting on some phone books to, to reach the steering wheel. Actually, I don't. I mean, I went to Bianca's house, and I don't. There was a car there, but I don't know if it was hers. Like there were other people there if too. If I moved to LA or when I moved to New York, I am absolutely like my first shit. I'm stopping at the dealer from the airport to my apartment, to my home, to my house, and I'm getting a car. I loved having a car. I miss having a car. I love cars. Yeah, I, I, I'm not like crazy about like the idea of driving and, doesn't speak to me. I'm not like ooh, I can't wait to drive. Like I'm just. Uh. And also, can I tell you, Bob is so fucking whack. I was like Bob. So when you do get your license in a car, what you gonna get? He's like. Well, Monet, the thought of, like, having a really fuel-efficient car really gets me going. And I was like, so you're going to get a fucking Prius? He's like, no, so like a Civic. But I was to get, like, some old lady fuel-efficient car. Ew. I didn't realize you hated the planet that much. Um, <laughs> I just don't under, like, I don't, I don't need, well, like, what do I need? Like a, like a, like a, like a Mack truck? Like, like, okay, I didn't say a Mack truck. Like, what do you want me to drive? I would say, like, first of all, you, let me tell you something. When I see big ass niggas in little cars, that shit tickles the fuck. When I see some big black motherfucker coming out of Prius, that shit is so funny to me. It looks so comical to see that. And you too like, big to be driving a Prius. I just don't understand, like, what do you, what do you, like, you want me to drive a Suburban? Like, like, like a fucking, Not like a I'm a football player? You can have, like, like I'm an uh, Uber driver? A Jeep. A, a Jeep Cherokee Laredo, or you can have like some type of SUV. You just don't be getting those tiny Civic. And, like that's like you saying, like Monet, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a smart car. You too big for a smart car. You will look crazy. Okay, when I won't, I I've been inside of you, as a New Yorker. Everyone knows the most common car you will ever be in is a Toyota Camry. If you call an Uber, a Camry showing up. And I fit in the front seat. I fit in the back seat. I could fit in the fucking trunk if I wanted to. And I just don't feel like I need Yeah, some, look, look, like, look at Jacob's screen. Car. That's what I was talking about. That looks like you. I mean, my mom used to drive a Jeep Cherokee when I was in, when I was in high school. My mom drove a Jeep Cherokee. I know what a Jeep Cherokee is. I mean, I thought about getting a Jeep Wrangler because I think those, those are, are cool. cute. That's so cute. But they're not very fuel efficient. And the idea of having to go to the gas station half as often sounds really appealing to me. So being able to being so if you and I are hanging out and you keep being like, oh, we gotta go to the gas station, but if I'm getting 56 miles to the gallon, I'm gonna be a lot better off than you. Like, why do I need a what do I need a big ass car for? Because you a big ass nigga, that's why. I I just don't oh, feel Mitch like says, this. Mitch says that you should get a Tesla. Oh, girl. I mean, come on. Um, winter season eight, get a Tesla, mama. $100,000, girl. You got it. Well, I, I don't have enough money for a Tesla, and I don't feel embarrassed by that. Teslas are incredibly expensive, and That's I would like to get... That's not Teslas true. Teslas are very expensive. It is a known fact that Teslas That a woman are... do carry evening bag at dinner time. That I mean, I, I, may, maybe to you, may, maybe you're just rolling in so much so that Teslas don't cost that much to you. But Teslas no. are incredibly expensive. Sixty thousand dollars is a base. Forty thousand dollars. That's what. That's how much a. That's how much a Cherokee. Uh, a Jeep Cherokee. That's how much a but Wrangler see, costs. Now, do you realize the difference? If you are getting a base level Tesla, 
or for the same price, you can get the top level Jeep Cherokee. So you're getting the Tesla with practically nothing in it. If you get the Jeep Cherokee for the same price, it's going to have a smartphone. It, your seats are going to be heated. It's going to fly. Um, but why do you it, need all that? It's, it's going to run off of dreams and memories. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to... <laughs> but your money will just go further if you get the souped-up Camry versus getting the, the shit-ass Tesla. But you don't need a souped-up Camry because a, a, a Tesla, a base model Tesla, the thing that makes you come, that turns you on so bad, fuel efficiency, a base model Tesla is going to give you that 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 thing that you want so bad. Then get yourself a fucking Tesla since you want one so bad and let me drive my... <laughs> And let me drive my fucking Toyota Camry. Like, what is... Do you work for Tesla? I literally have stock in Tesla, and I'm not acting like you. <laughs> oh, did, did you buy some Robin Hood Tesla stock? Oh, yeah. Girl, me and Robin... Robin Hood has been a wild ride lately. I don't know if y'all ever use... This is not an ad, by the way. They don't They don't pay us. But I was on Robin Hood, and I should have... Like, about a, four weeks ago, everything was so low, and I did not buy anything. This We were just talking about this, like... I don't know. White people just know money. That shit is confusing as hell to me. <laughs> white folks just be knowing what the fuck. I be talking. I mean, I don't know if Jacob. I was talking. Jacob's mom does like money stuff, and she be saying stuff, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you? Who taught you this? Like, you didn't go to school for this. You went to school for like science stuff. Why do you know all this money shit? Oh, no. Who taught you this shit? White folks just Girl, be, white people are wild. White people are wild. They're how so are crazy. You going to school for science stuff, but you are this money person. What is the, what the hell's going on? Honestly, that shit is fucking genetic. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, Jacob just sent us a picture of of uh, of uh, Elon, Musk, like Elon smoking Musk smoking a cigar at the fucking Joe Rogan. Monet, you're the one trying to buy uh, Elon some more fucking fancy cigars. Elon but I Musk. just honestly, if Elon Musk wanted me to be his side piece, I would literally do whatever he asked me to do. But but I also feel like you and I, you and I do have a very different. I don't know. We, you and I just approach uh, things like owning things in a very different way. You seem to be, and this is not a read, by the way, this is why I think you're very LA. You are very much like, look at this thing. Like you're like, you'll what walk do in. I like, do that? Please tell like, me what I do that about. Like you'll walk curious. in with like a massive, like Gucci tracksuit that says G Gooch on one titty and Chi on the other. I one. literally don't have that. But I'm what's not that, what's that? What's that Gucci tracksuit? What it says Gucci all and, and then you yeah in like the tiniest font on the on the on the on the and then, the, the then you have like your big bag that says like Dior says the bitch have, who had a fucking big ass Burberry fanny pack who had a Versace backpack who had who has who has a Gucci the fanny pack didn't say Versace on it. Oh, but your Burberry one said it in the biggest letters that I have ever seen. You got me. The I didn't even one? know. Honestly, when you had that fanny pack, I didn't. I didn't even know they made letters that big. You got me. The one thing I had, I the one thing I had, like my Gucci fanny pack, it is, you wouldn't even know this was Gucci unless you asked me or if you saw it at the fucking store. Like, That's I, not true. The strap tells you it's Gucci from all the way. Also, you're the one, you walk into your house, you have a fucking 99.8 foot projector in your home, and I'm the, and I'm the one that's like, It costs like $300. You act like I bought a stadium. I All I have is like, the projector itself was like 400 bucks. And the projector screen was like another four hundred book. That's not so. That's, so that's with, with tax. So that's a nine hundred dollar TV you got in your house. You know, you know how much my TV costs five hundred fifty dollars. So now what, what's what? But I also only have one. I have and the one, other one was given to two. me by our friend. By our other other one was given to me by our friend Jay DeFeo. So now what's what? What's what? So I'm saying, what's but, what, but you're, you're you're like interested in like labels, and you want people to know that you I'm have not, these I just things. like my nice stuff. 
Yeah, sure, go off. So you but don't you, either? Say again? So you don't like buying nice stuff with your 18 MacBook Pros and um, your four iPads and um, all of your, your newest, latest Samsung Galaxy phones? You don't like buying nice stuff? I have one MacBook Pro. Jacob no, has had a, three. Jacob, ha- I've had them one at a time. I'm not. I've, I've had this computer I'm using for this stream right now. I have had since my sophomore year of college, and I you have. You mean the not computer that's it. been screaming at us because it's so old that it can't <laughs> process the data? Yeah, that. You way. know what? This hey, she has not. She has not failed me yet. Barely. She. You almost <laughs> didn't even make it on this call. When it was like my my camera's not working. Why? And the the the, the fans like. <laughs> <laughs> So I think she's on the way to failing you. But I'm just saying, I think it, I, I do think that it's fair to say that you are much more of a label whore than I am. I'm not a label whore. I like, well, also, here's a, a, a reason why I do that, Bob, is because, like I told you before, I love the, the Patriot Act by Hassan Minaj is such a great show to me. It has really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And it's episode about factory, uh, um, uh, factory clothes. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the 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 uh, the whatever it's factory shopping whatever where like people who buy stuff like H and M and Zara and stuff oh fast fashion sorry fast fashion where fast fashion is literally killing our planet whereas he proposes buying more expensive things like once a year as opposed to buying it, like 19 inexpensive things all year round so for example my Gucci tracksuits I will I will wear those I've worn them for the past two years um, um my bags I use them. The ones you, the ones you giving me, the ones I have, well, I use them all the time. Where I'm not the ones you stole to, from me. Whether I'm not always going to Zara to buy new bag, I'm not going to H and M buying new clothes. I'm wearing the same things all the time because they're made really well and they last me. So I'm not contributing to fast fashion, you know. So that's 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 why it's honestly a big reason why I started buying. Also, more who is stuff. this pitch for? Who is Hassan Minaj pitching going to Gucci and buying more expensive clothes to? Who is his audience? He wasn't saying you? Gucci. He was he he was he wasn't saying Gucci. It's just he's just saying to buy more expensive quality things or not more expensive, more uh quality things and wear them more as opposed to buying inexpensive smaller things all the time well I think because you know, know places that- like zara zara tricks you they have these bins and fucking zara and they're like oh yeah um donate all of your old clothes here we recycle them because they want to give you the appearance that they're socially conscious and they care about the planet when all those clothes you put in those fucking bins they're taking them and burning them and then polluting the ozone and all that stuff that like they do stuff like that to trick you to thinking that they're so and so that you're like oh i'm gonna shop at zara because they really care about the planet they don't give a fuck well, I mean, I don't shop at Zara or H&M. I usually buy all my clothes um, from this place in in Midtown Manhattan that sells old lady, like, I dress like I teach African-American studies at a community college. I'm like, hi, I work at SUNY Purchase. I teach African-American studies. Um, like, genderless sacks of clothes. And I, I don't really shop at H&M or places like that. I mean, I do buy underwear from cheap places, um, but that's also often because I'm usually buying a bunch of underwear because I'm like on the road. You ever like go on the road? Maybe you don't, but I always pack less underwear than I need. And then I'm like, oh shit. And then I end up going out. So I have so many underwear at home. It's like insane. When I don't, I don't, even, know, I don't even know where my home is at this point. <laughs> but a house is still a house. But, I, but there's nothing there. I don't know. Now you say, you say a, a house is not a home. It's a chair is still a chair, still even a chair. when there's no one sitting there. But All a right. chair is not a house, and a house is not a home. 
Do you even sing or do you just like listening? Um, <laughs> what? That no, didn't make any sense. Do you even like about. know music or are you just like a fan? Don't be telling us to wrap shit up, Jacob. You wrap it up, Don't. nigga. You wrap oh it up. Oh my God. I don't know. You should wrap it up. And we're going to take a break. Uh, Money, you know, I actually don't do a lot of cooking. Like, cooking is not my thing. Um, grocery shopping is exhausting. I get anxiety, actually, um, at the notion of going to the grocery you, store. But I'm trying to do more. You things. tried to cook for us once for Thanksgiving, and um, it was decent. It was delicious. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you know, I love cooking, but it's so hard to find high-quality, fresh ingredients. Also, I went to the grocery store, and I saw a lady just straight up coughing on all the um, rutabagas. I was like, uh-uh, not these rutabagas. N- not on my rutabagas, honey. <laughs> HelloFresh offers convenient delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow, they're quick to make, and with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh offers so many delicious options every week to help you break out of your recipe rut and try new things. There's something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and kid-friendly recipes. Keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order, and you can easily change your delivery days or your food preferences and skip a week whenever you need. HelloFresh is committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever. And they've taken the extra steps to keep its employees and customers safe, including contactless delivery, tamper-proof packaging, and team member wellness checks. Thanks, HelloFresh. I've actually started cooking a lot more. You know, I live in Los Angeles now, so I got to get it tight. I got to get it right. <laughs> and I got to get it together, honey. Um, and this is probably the most I've ever cooked in my life. So I'm, I'm trying to, like, fill the full... I'm trying to film my uh, Ina Garden. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Barefoot Contessa fantasy. God, well, I love that journey for you. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Rivalry90 and use code Rivalry90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Again, HelloFresh.com slash Rivalry90 and use code Rivalry90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Mama, you can't beat that. You really can't. You know the thing that we love to do for ourselves, but we just haven't done it for like whatever reason. Okay, for me, I've always wanted straighter teeth and a better smile. And like, I don't, you know what? I'm done putting it off. And thanks to Candid Straightening, my teeth is simpler, easier, and more comfortable than ever. Now, Candid Clear Aligners are comfortable, removable, and practically invisible, unlike wire braces. So you can transform your smile without anyone noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth moving. And it's all done from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Now, Candid only works with orthodontists, never general dentists like other companies. So your supervising orthodontist will always be with you every step of the way. With Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan so you never have to wonder how you're doing. You'll always know, and I love that. The average Candid treatment is just six months. Girl, that's half a year. We've been in quarantine longer than six You could have had straight teeth by now. You could have had straight teeth by now. You'll start seeing results way before six months anyway, and it costs thousands less than bracelets. Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, all my listeners can save $75 on Candid Starter Kit. Go to candidco.com rivalry and use code rivalry. That's candidco.com rivalry, code rivalry. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. Candidco.com rivalry. Code rivalry. Are you excited for LA traffic? Which I have to say, people complain about LA traffic. New York has bad traffic too, but go off. 
I mean, I'm from um, Atlanta. It has bad traffic. You know what's right now? I've lived in Atlanta. I'm, I've been to LA a lot. I've lived in New York City. Nowhere, and I mean nowhere, has traffic quite like San Francisco. Trying to make it from the East Bay into Man- into San Francisco is insane. It can take literally hours. And Jacob can attest to this. It can take hours to make it from the East Bay if you go in at the height of the day. If you have to like travel late at night or pick the right little pocket, but it is it's in, it's insane. That was the worst traffic I ever experienced. Luckily, when I lived in the East Bay, I stayed mostly in the East Bay, meaning mm-hmm. the Oakland, uh, Berkeley, El Cerrito area. Yeah, um, I've been to San Francisco. That's a place I would I would move. I love San Francisco. Um, I have. Can we talk I've about your little, San Francisco about your little plan or your little things? I don't think I don't personally think you're gonna do. Oh my god! Monet okay, swears go she's moved. Monet swears she's moving to Portland. Swears. Monet's been looking at houses in Portland for legitimately a year and a half. That is not true. It is not true. So when did you when did you start looking? When did you start mentioning re- moving to Portland? Um, I started mentioning probably in January when we went to Survivor Tour in UK, and then I started like actually looking at houses during quarantine, like about May, and then I realized the smarter time to buy would be December. But I'm gonna be in the UK, bitch. I'm going to the UK. I might go to the UK and not come back. I, that's not quite how that works. Go off. You don't know my life. I will fucking, I will fucking seek asylum. I will go to Boris Johnson's house and be like, Boris, uh, give me. I don't papers. think you I'm know staying. much about Boris, but Boris is not. Friendly to people like you, girl. I don't know. I know. Brexit, I don't know. Brexit, 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 Brexit. I don't think Boris is going to be all right, love. All right, mate. We're ready near ya. I don't think, yeah, Bob, what, what, I, I want to, what if I, what if I like actually move to the, to move to the UK? Um, I mean, I, I just don't think you're going to do that. But if you do, then um, I'm sure you'll, you'll have had a good reason and I'll support you. But I don't think you're moving to Portland. That just also, for a lot of reasons, it just doesn't make sense for you to move to Portland right now. But you know this, we don't need to be based anywhere. You can fly. If you have a, if you have an audition somewhere, A, a lot of auditions are self-tape. If you have to go to somewhere in person, right down to LA from Portland is literally 45 minutes. Uh, faster, literally faster than a fucking, uh, than the train from from 207th Street to Times, to, to, to Times Square. But I feel like outside of touring, outside of touring, most of the work that we get is either in Los Angeles or in New York outside of touring. How much of that do you do in Portland normally? I've never lived there, so I don't know. I mean, how much work do you do in Portland outside of like touring? The most offices up in stores, huh? I, I, I'll, 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 it's a, it's a note. Uh, me and Pep did a song about voting. It's called The Most Office and it is now available on. Spotify and iTunes about voting. Oh my God! Me and Peppermint did a song called "The Coast Office." It's um, it's coming out on Spotify tomorrow. What's that one about? It's about um, voting on the coasts. Nice, like places like uh, New York and Florida, and or California. LA or Portland or Florida. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's like it's like really coastal specific. I love that. That's amazing. Thank you. That's truly amazing. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I I just feel like moving to Portland at this point doesn't make sense. Like I, I think if your goal is to retire in Portland, I think that you should move somewhere else. And then like once you, for example, my goal is to essentially, not essentially, eventually um, retire in Atlanta. That's my Atlanta. goal. So yeah, are you are you are you, are you going to become the second coming of Tyler Perry in Atlanta? 
Um, I don't know. I don't know that I would be producing work, the, the kind of work that Tyler Perry produces. You don't know I that. Can... You're very creative. You're very smart. You're really good at what you do. I, I, I Tyler I, Perry has all those checks, all those boxes that you do as well. I think you're attributing what I was thinking about the, him being talented. And I'm saying, I don't think I'll be creating the type of work like, like these, like these uh, Jesus um, propaganda pieces. I don't see myself creating that kind of work. Do you, but I uh, love you that you think I was talking shit about myself. That was that was really that was a weird angle to go well, to I thought, immediately. I thought you were just joining in on what we all say about you all the time. Um, do you do you think that do you think that Tyler Perry's Medea is problematic? The short answer is yes, it is problematic. But I also think that it is okay for Black people to pull from Black experiences that they have to create a narrative for Black people. I know people who have Medeas. I had a Medea in my life. My grandma Julie. Julia. Grandma Julie. Uh, she was a lot like that, minus the shooting. Um, but she was a very loud... And I have a lot of aunts who probably seem like Medea types, the wild, brassy, very large Black lady. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of Black people really appreciate and enjoy Tyler Perry's work. So I think that if it's speaking to people and people are relating to it, then there's obviously a lot of realness to what, what he's doing. Yeah, I've seen some people, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of like TikTok act- actors and sketch people on TikTok uh, this guy one, one in particular, he does like this like school girl. Remember I showed you too? He's like, ah, uh, Vanessa, hey Vanessa, how you doing, girl? And she like standing in the hallway, whatever. And this black girl like came at him like, I can't is, believe you're doing this. Is it the one who, who wears the wigs? Off no, the not head. him. It's, it's the other one. Remember he like he's like standing in the hallway, he's like chewing gum, he has like the bonnet on, and he's like in the hallway like and he's flagging black? people down. He's black. Work, and then, like, right. a black girl, like, duetted him. She's like, I can't believe you're doing this inappropriate. Um, you're appropriating black culture. I'm like, A, he's black. B, he's pulling from his life experiences going through, I think he's from Atlanta, going to school in his maybe all-black high school in Atlanta, whatever it is. And um, and she was like, you know, you're just degrading black women, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and calling them stupid. He was like, A, I never call these girls stupid. B, I've never put them down. I've never said what they're doing is inappropriate. He was like, and as a matter of fact, the girls I know who act like this, a lot of them were like the smartest b- bitches in my class. They were they were ace and test. They were girls that I was stealing their homework from. So the fact that you are insinuating that I am somehow calling them stupid, degrading them, speaks more to who to, to your experiences than what I'm, the, what I'm saying yeah, in my sketch. I agree. I think that if people find what Tyler Perry is doing as Medea offensive, I think it actually probably says more about how they view that type of person. Like the way that I view my uh, aunts who kind of remind me of Medea, who are like really loud and aggressive and like kind of bullies, um, is I view them as really powerful and strong. Right. While I do admit that what Tyler Perry is doing is certainly a caricature of that. It's like right. whenever I see people, whenever I see um, uh, like Latinx people doing really heightened versions of what it means to be Latinx, they're pulling from John Leguizamo. Or like Lily Singh, like when Lily Singh is doing these really heightened versions of her um, Indian family. I think that she's just pulling from her actual experience and right. talking about what it's like to be her. I don't think that she's degrading these people. And I think that if you think it's degrading to have an Indian accent or to have a black girl accent from the South, then maybe it says more about how you feel about uh, being a black girl with an accent from the South. Could you, could, do you want to do your best Monet exchange impersonation? And I'll do my best Bob. Dumb Monet, soak it up, <laughs> bad. Oh, oh my fucking god. 
Oh my god, that is so rude. No, I don't. I don't have a good. So I, we were talking about this recently. Like you, neither you nor I have a, a voice that is particularly. It is unique, but it's not like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> fucking or, gagging song. I was kidding when I was joking. You don't. <laughs> you don't sound that that feminine. Um, I think that um, <laughs> oh our god. voices aren't particularly easy to impress. And I'm also not great at impersonations, but I feel like also a big part of you these days is you are a sponge and you pull from lots of people. So you end up having this, you have, you like you went away and now you just have all these money card affectations that you never had until like you like what? Ah, yeah. You like you do that. You do that a lot. It's stunning. It's stunning. Like I you, do not say that. Monet, you do a lot of money card isms in your, you let me say, I, 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 so I walk around and say like, Oh God, you know that? I, 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 no, but you me. do it. No, but you do it sometimes. Sometimes you, you'll have a moment where you'll be like, Oh, she's very like, you'll just do a, a, a Mo, Moniqueism that I had never heard until you met Monique. There's nothing wrong with that. You just, you, you, you are a product of your surroundings. I don't think that's true. You also don't think you like slobber a lot. I just had my foot in Colleen's fucking, well, not in it, but my foot was like on her little box and she like been sleeping this whole time when she came to use it. She literally was taking her paw and she was like, like, bitch, move your foot. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, so, so you got a shitty ass foot. <laughs> no, also, she took way, her. I was supposed to be, I was not supposed to get here until the 25th. There's a cat in this house. <laughs> I can't get away that from makes me so. That makes me so happy. Why does that make you happy? Well, I don't understand why it would make you happy. It makes me so happy that you're like, oh, there's a cat here. Whatever, he's so happy. Why would it make you happy that I'm uncomfortable? I don't, I don't understand. Because that. seeing you miserable, it makes me sad, but it gives me a little bit of joy. Wow, that's really interesting. I don't get there from when I receive because I also because I feel well, no, 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 because of, because you overreact and you're so ridiculous about the thing. Like for example, when we're in Florida, the cat literally Bob made the cat want to go to his room because he would shut the door and shut the cat out. So cats are naturally curious animals. So wow, you victim blaming, the victim blaming. Wow, go ahead, keep keep going. <laughs> so you shutting the door is making her want to go in there more for no reason. Whereas if you just left the door open, she would probably literally never even go in the room. But because every time Bob comes up, oh, no, 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 no. And Bob is like, Monique, get this fucking cat. Get this fucking cat. Like, Bob, you make it a thing, so it makes her want to do the thing that you don't want her to do. I, I guess so. I just don't like cats. And this fucking cat <laughs> is obsessed with me. And every time, everywhere I go, this cat is following me and wants to be my fucking buddy. And I, I'm trying to watch this TV show. But we can't say it. I'm trying to watch the TV show that I just got cast on. I'm like, let me watch the show and catch up on it and see what it is. And mm. then the cat is trying to sit next to me. And I'm like, listen, cat, this is the only TV in the house. Please don't make me watch this on my laptop in my room. Go leave me alone. Go do something else. Anything else in this house. Why you want to sit next to me? <laughs> well, also, I think that you may have... An aura, an essence, um, a, uh, an air about you that animals really like. Dogs really like you. So cats are picking up on that same. You have a thing about you that animals like you. You're. Oh my god. What if you? What if you find out you like Doctor Doolittle and you can like speak to animals? I would quit this drag shit. And make a lot of fucking money. But do you, okay, if you were Doctor, that's why do right, I'm doing would... drag just for the money. Y'all heard it right. 
<laughs> you think, it, but it, in re, in all reality, if you were like doctor, do, do you think people would like listen, would believe? Stop you? People probably everything. Be- oh no, no. I think I could convince people. If, I could, if, I, if the dogs would do what I told them to do, I think I could convince people. Real quick, should we discuss jealousy for one second? Sure. Like I, the Beyonce song, jealous. No, the jealousy I have in my heart. Oh, tell this me is, about this jealousy. This, this is a moment of realness. I'm going to be real with y'all. I opened up my iTunes story the other day, went to podcast, and found out that The Bald and the Beautiful was at one point at n- the number three podcast in America. <laughs> number three. Above Conan O'Brien, above all these, the Trevor Noah show. I think it's number nine or ten right now. That is so crazy to me i mean oh there's one part of me that's like i'm genuinely happy for them because i really i am fans of their work you know what i mean Mm -hmm. in general i am i am a fan of their work i think they're really funny and the other part of me is like one literally one episode is out and this is where they are already that is so crazy also they've been out for they've been out for like a week and a week and a half and um they (laughs) They have 3.3 thousand ratings on iTunes and we've been out for three years and we have, <laughs> we have 3.5. So, and this is off one episode. They literally have one episode out that and they have three, crazy. they have this, basically the same amount of ratings as us. They have five stars it just seems maybe we should be asking people to review us more often. I also feel like, I feel like they we don't. That's pretty often. I feel like they're not like, can you guys please watch our? It, part of me, like I said, there's part of me that's like, girl, go off. I mean, work, Mustang. And the other part of me is like, Jesus Christ, that is so insane. How do you feel? Be honest. Oh, I am. I mean, not necessarily jealous. I am genuinely shocked that they get that they just get such a reaction from their fans no matter what they do. They, uh, like, everything that they do together, their fans just love it. And they, they uh, to, to quote Monet Exchange, their fans just soak it up. Is that, I mean, I, I acknowledge that it, it is jealousy. This feels kind of like when I was watching um, Lizzo and she was nominated for, like, more Grammys than anyone that year. And then Billie Eilish walked in and won every single thing. She's like, yeah, by the way, I just recorded it in my basement. Um, and I'm not saying that they just recorded theirs in their basement, but what I'm saying is like, it just seems like sometimes we put in like a lot, a lot of effort and then we do. on one episode, and they're probably putting a lot of effort on this one episode, to be fair. I was like, this is insane, but also go off, like good for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what we're saying is go fucking listen. Not you just go rate our podcast on iTunes. Text in your in your family group thread. Be like, y'all, post a link and be like, everybody, go rate the, this guy's please for my birthday. I just really want you guys to rate my favorite podcast and leave them a nice review. Do all of those things and do that for us. Because also, <laughs> when you rate and you and you and you um give us comments and stuff, that you are supporting two black queer voices um one pretty one one funny one and um you're really contributing to the development of our amazing art do you remember when we both when we when we checked and they were at number 10 and we were at 129 
Wait, what? What? We checked the ratings and they were at number 10 and our cat podcast was at one number 129. I was like Work. But 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 Bob, there was a time when we were above what's the T. Remember that? Yeah, once upon a fucking tempo. We should we were what, like what, 13 or something like that. 13 what or 14. should what should we do if we can get in the top 10 of iTunes of of the podcast? If we get in top 10, I think you and I should do... Would you honestly do a hot dog I'll, eating contest? You know what? I'll relapse. Oh, my God. Don't. That's not funny, Bob. <laughs> um, I would never let you do that. Um, not on film. Um, I If we get to top 10, I think you and I should do a hot dog eating contest. Or that, or would no, you do... We, no, let's do buffalo wings. Who can eat very high buffalo wings in a shorter amount of time? Like, like, like... Like go no, it has to, to be who is the most. Is it the most, or is it the, or is it the most in a quick amount of time? I think it's so the you, most in the so time. So you and I will yeah. go to some some buffalo wing place and be like the hottest thing. Give us the hottest thing. Oh my god, that doesn't even sound fun. That sounds so painful. Well, I what what you, you mean? We're gonna we get the top ten, and then our our reward. Everyone's like, oh, we're just gonna go have a nice meal. <laughs> Of our favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, Bob and I are gonna go to um we're, we're gonna go to Del Frisco's or Ruth Chris Steakhouse and have a nice dinner if we get to the top ten. <laughs> so okay, I'm into it. We'll film it in drag and it could be a fun video. I'm into it. Do you like buffalo wings? I love buffalo wings. I love well you you love you love chicken wings in general. Yeah, will we do boneless or bone? No, we have to do boneless. Oh no, bone in because bone in. Well, yeah, bone in. Yeah. Because the thing about eating bone in wings is you get what makes about eating really really hot wings is is not just it is getting it around your mouth and then your whole face is on fire and you can put a boneless wing. You can slip a boneless wing in there, bitch. I can eat my entire arm. Um, (laughs) Oh, oh, I can touch that dangly thing at the back of my throat, mustang. But when you when you have to tear into a wing, that will ruin you. Ruin yeah. Okay, so y'all heard it here. Get us in the top 10 on iTunes, and we will do um, a, a, a really hot wing in a contest between the two of us. Who can eat the most in a certain amount of time? And we'll film it, put it on YouTube. And so, yeah, that's that's our promise to you. Luckily, we'll never have to do it. All right. Thank you all so much for <laughs> showing us. I'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Adios. Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.